Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast. Release date Sunday the 30th of July 2023. Sorry, signal's rubbish. Mine, not yours. It's a long distance call. Very long distance, actually. Where are you again? Because it looks like... Listen, I don't know who you are. But you can't be on here. This channel's reserved for lead call communications only. Won't be a minute. Now, two things. Firstly, according to my scanner, you're in a glorified tin can on the dark fringe of Sector 17. And that's dangerous. Worse than that, it's boring. Hello, you. Hello. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. This is Big Finish. Audiobooks, audio drama, and this podcast, all for the love of stories. In a moment, Benji and I will be chatting about summer holidays in more ways than one. After that, it'll be time for the Good Review Guy, reviewing the reviews of The Robots, Series 5, starring Nicola Walker. Never seen a gold one before. Then we go behind the scenes with the Ninth Doctor Adventures Travel in Hope and an episode entitled Below There by the incredibly talented Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. And Travel in Hope is released this Thursday, the 3rd of August. Just got lost in scene 29 then. Ah. Lost in space. Listeners' emails are having a bit of a summer break this oh. week. But uh, do please keep your emails coming in. Send them to podcast at bigfinish.com and they will be back next week after sunning themselves on the beach. Get a Ooh. nice tan. Nice sort of crackly brown mm. emails. Mm. <laughs> uh, then the randomoid selectron, but they look like old treasure maps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Randomoid Selectatron will once again be delivering a random release with a 25% discount skillfully attached to it by Big Finish content manager Jackie Emery, who I can confirm is not the daughter or indeed daughter-in-law of Dick oh. Emery. Yeah, had a little exchange with her on email. Uh, she's uh, some kind of injunction is being taken out on this podcast. Uh, what will Ran, as we affectionately call it, select for us? At this point, we don't know, but here's a clue magically edited in later. Looking back on that time, you might think Gallifrey was a world under siege. And finally, as always, we round off the podcast with a free 15-minute drama tease. And this week it's, of course, from The Ninth Doctor, Travel in Hope and Below There by Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. Yes, OK. Hello. Doctor? Thanks. <sighs> Thank God, it's you. Expecting somebody else? No, 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 it's just... Look, I don't understand how you're doing this. Doing what? Getting messages through this far out. We're pretty much transmission only. Except for you. Sounds lovely. How are you doing it? Doing what? Reaching me, reaching this line. Ah, well, I'm very clever like that. So, summer holidays. Before we talk about summer holiday memories, that's what we're going to talk about, Benji, so... You know, bank some there. Uh, firstly, uh, over the remaining days of the summer months, the podcast will be taking it a little bit easier than usual. This week, we only cover one release because there's only one release out, and listeners' emails are having a break, as you've just heard. Next week, listeners' emails will be back. But then there'll be another short podcast released on the 13th of August, and the following week, for the first time in many, 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 many years, the podcast will be taking a week off. <gasps> I know. Terrifying, terrifying. What are we going to do? I don't know. Have, well, I'm going to be on holiday. That's I'll what's going to we'll happen. We'll, we'll just record a podcast, but never air it. Just. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to have time. That's no. That's you're going to you're going to be sunning yourself. 
This is all thanks to Big Finish Operations Director Hannah Peel, who you will have heard on the podcast quite a few weeks back now, who always has my well-being in mind. And she has not ordered me not to do a podcast for one week, but heavily suggested it's high time I give it a break, bless her. Um, uh, by the 27th of August, we should be back to normal with a bumper edition. I think hey. we'll have three releases. Uh, so, big in, big in. so, our memories of summer holidays, they're quite evocative, aren't they? What about you, Benji? Yeah, I mean, you know, it all, again, it's it's hard because it's like sort of something I've not, I've not thought about summer holidays in such a long time. I mean, I used, for the most part, I'd go abroad for the summer holidays as a kid, so... You know, head off to Cyprus or, or to Greece or somewhere, Crete. Uh, so I've got lovely memories of that. That's nice. That's, I love that. that's my. That's all my memories. That's it. Yes, I went abroad and that was about it. I don't know really. I mean, you it's just, just stopped talking. Like, you looked at me like I've got nothing else, Briggs. I've got, well, I don't know. I've never. I've never really dived into like summer holiday memories. You know, mm. just lazy days and happy days and being with my being with my family. Really, you know, just yeah. Just very, very happy. What about yourself? Well, when you talk, I mean, I'll, I'll probably think of things. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I might inspire something yeah, within you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I um, from a very early age, I remember my father was quite obsessed with getting a boat. So to start with, you know, when I was very young, we had a small dinghy. That's all we had. And he would take us out with a little seagull outboard motor on the back. Those of you of a nautical bent will and will. <laughs> recognize the seagull um and uh, that's not like an outboard motor with a seagull on top of it flapping like mad to make the boat go along that's that's not i wish the that engine. was there it'd be much better <laughs> can't you can't you like do the thing that people do where the stories just become more absurd as you grow older yeah yeah you, know, yeah, you well, can like start Sherman, saying that. you mean yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah the seagull the way you uh, start it you get uh, you know the starting rope and you wrap it round the top and then you mm-hmm. pull it, and it you know, and then it, and then it comes off, and so you have to put it back on. Whereas you know, more advanced models actually just have a thing you pull that stays, you know, connected to the engine. I'm going into two. The people are thinking if he's going to go into this much detail on the outboard motor, how much detail is everything else going to get? Well, nothing. yes, we went on, we went on the water anyway. H2O, um, <laughs> thank you. Um, um, so yeah, I mean, he, we used to go in that boat right up Southampton water by the docks just not safe really but he was so upset so as soon as he could he got a little tiny little motorboat with a tiny little cabin that was just like a shelter on it and but as quickly as possible he you know saved up money and bought a, a little yacht that was just about big enough to sleep three people and you constantly bumped your head because, you know, the ceiling's <laughs> too low. Well, we never, ever had a yacht where you could stand up inside. We always had the sort where you... So I, small, you know, yeah. My head was bashed black and blue the whole time, you know. Maybe that's why I'm bald. Oh, no, it's hereditary. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so we always had to go on these holidays and I look back on it and think it would have been... I'd love to go off on a boat now, but, you know, you were being forced to do something as a kid that you didn't like. I wanted to stay at home and, you know, make Dalek models or draw comic strips or write stories and things. And I could do some of that on the boat. But I I hated being dragged away on those holidays. I really did. We had lovely days on the beach, Compton Beach on the Isle of Wight. But we used to do that all the time. Previously, we'd been to the West Country on holiday with other extended family members. But that those are my... That's all we ever did um, until I left home. And then my parents started going abroad and having lots of really interesting <laughs> holidays. 
And I, I thought, well, I, luckily, I, I wouldn't have wanted to do that either because I'm quite miserable. Um, <laughs> you see, but, we, we never did like we never did staycations. Like we never just did things like um, you know go on UK breaks. It was always it was always going abroad. You know, I remember we had the holiday from hell once, um, which was it was just everything that could go wrong went wrong. It, we were going to stay in a caravan in the south of France. You know, mm. the things you do when you got kids and things like that. So we drove out to France. And um, the weather was terrible for a start. It just rained non-stop. And outside the caravan like area, it was just... What's French it just, for it's raining? Il pleut or something? Is that what it is? No. I have no idea. I don't <laughs> I don't speak French, my friend. Okay. Um, I don't speak French, oh, mate. Um, but the, it was, there was so much rain that, that it just became this bog of mud. And it was really bad. And anyway, eventually the weather started to clear up. And uh, we went to the swimming pool there and I cut my leg open at the swimming pool. I had to have stitches, <gasps> massive stitches in my legs. Um, in my leg. I've still got the scars from it, actually. Then go, um, then going home, um, the car broke down. Oh, uh, it was an old Ford Escort, broke down. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it just Ford happened to, to, to fall on, I think it was Bastille Day. So nowhere was open. Uh, and we were absolutely, so we had to leave the car there. And then my granddad had to um, get the ferry over to over i remember i've got a distinct memory of them coming off the ferry and um and he waved his stick in the air as if to say like we're here to say so they had to take us back so it was just this whole holiday of just just everything going wrong all the time you know so i'm, I'm hobbling back with my ruddy stitches in my leg and uh yeah never That's... i've never i've never got inside a um a red ford escort ever again goodness gary russell used to have a red ford escort did it break down? Gary, email in, let us know. <laughs> I, love, I think it I like did occasionally. It was quite old, but uh, it, was, it did very good service. It is Il Pleut. Um, is it Il Pleut? Pleut. Il Pleut. P-L-E-U-T. Uh, yeah, for it. Il that Pleut. means it's raining. It's raining. I mean, my favourite... My favorite. I'm rather proud I remembered um, that from my O-level French. <laughs> Just being drenched um, yeah. in in the room uh, where you were studying it. Uh, my favourite holiday was when I went to Morocco, Marrakesh. Oh. That was Morocco, such a Morocco, that, Morocco. That's a line from uh, one of my prisoner episodes. <laughs> well, I remember it was it was really we arrived there, and it's like if you've never been to somewhere like that, it's a culture shock because it's just it is the closest to travelling back in time I've I've ever felt. Really? It's just a completely different culture, different way of life. Everything looks so ancient and like you know an arabian adventure and uh, the taxi this battered old um mercedes benz drives down this alleyway and drops us off and says here's your hotel and the looks between us all like what is this place like it's like you know we're what are we sleeping like on a rug on the floor or something but flies. And, then these, yeah. and then these huge doors just opened and it was just like like a palace inside. Wow! It was um, this place called the Gatubier Hotel, and uh, it was just incredible there. And I'm just, just thinking like you'd hear that music from Star Trek that goes. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it did have a sort of. It, it felt ching, like, ching, I, ching. I tell you what, it did feel like. It felt like um, they had a bar there. Uh, it was like a real colonial bar. Like it really felt. You had like to wear a, a pith helmet to buy a it drink. Felt, didn't you? It felt like a type of place that, like, people would sit down and discuss their adventures. Have you exploited anyone? Well, uh, you can't come in here. <laughs> you see all these things on the wall. Yes, we stole those. Um, <laughs> but it was the most amazing place, and that 
I mean, Marrakesh, if you ever want to travel back in time, it just, it was just incredible. And you go down the souks and they're like these sort of tunnels all full of places setting wares. And oh, it's just, just incredible. Amazing. And uh, so I was very, I was very blessed to have lots of nice kind of holidays and went to all kinds of different places growing up. And what, um, what you're telling me underlines the basic uh, assumption I had about holidays, which is that foreign holidays were for other people. Because <laughs> we, yeah, when I was a youngster, it was it was almost unthinkable. It was, the, you know, the well-to-do. Uh, you know, my uncle I think it was and different, time, different times, though, as well, because yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, I was growing up in the 90s. So. Yes, and I was growing up in the 60s and 70s. But yeah, when, when my uncle and aunt had been to Benidorm, we just thought it was, you know, we just thought, oh, get them. <laughs> <laughs> like an episode of... Um, and they never stopped program. talking Duty-free. about it. Yeah, yeah. They never stopped talking about it. And it was... Uh, there was a comedian called uh, Phil Cool. I don't suppose you remember him. And he used to do a wonderful routine about people talking about their holidays and showing photos. And he used to do, he, was, he used to um, really have a very um, expressive face. And he used to do Rubbery, this thing yeah. of, of talking about us, uh, looking at someone's photos and going, a donkey with a hat on. <laughs> and trying not to yawn while people bored him to death. Oh, there's, there's nothing worse than when people get out the photos. But that's what my parents used to do when when I'd left home and they went on foreign holidays. They used to come, they used to have these albums and say, and eventually I used to just refuse. And they so say, "Oh, come on, just look at a few." And I go, "No, I'm not interested. I don't <laughs> care. I do not care." Yes, I've it seen means that something view. to you, you know. But I don't want to see all these underexposed photographs of you know blurred images of foreign parts. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird. It is a very strange sort of thing isn't it people that was when when my grandparents died and we had to go through all their stuff all their photos were just holidays just 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 pictures of like you know just views just loads yeah. of loads of views because they thought my, um, my goodness i've never seen this before i'll take a photograph of it but of course what you want to do when you look through all these photos you want to see photographs of them at home what it was like for them to live yeah. in those days bit of yeah, social absolutely. history not a photograph of some holiday resort that you could go and photograph yourself, you know. Yeah, it's funny, I think, is the trends of holidays. At different times, people went to different places. I find it really funny how, um, obviously, you know, I, I love watching old Corrie. How they used to... Coronation just, Street, a British soap opera, for those of you who don't know. And the big thing in that was going to Tenerife, but they called it Tenerife. Everybody uh, would call it Tenerife, and of course, there's, nobody calls it's it that an anymore. E on the end, yeah. But everyone's like, oh, you're going to Tenerife this year. Come on, look at you, blimey. You know, it's like, but now, yeah. You know, I mean, Tenerife is a very lovely place. But, um, yeah, just different trends, like Benidorm in the 70s, you know. Ibiza, or Ibiza, as it was called back then, you know, back yeah. in the, I guess, the 80s and 70s, you know. I went to Fuerteventura. Cool, that's a good one. That's a good um, one. For Christmas a few years ago. Nothing against it. Regretted it. Really? Anyway, yeah. Oh, terrible hotel. Oh no! I remember we, there was one. We will move on. There was one <laughs> where um, we we stayed in. It was south of France actually, and uh, the lucky place called the Lucky Apartments. And there was anything but lucky. Get lucky there, they didn't was, fall down. Pretty much, yeah. And it was like the fridge didn't work, the air conditioning oh. didn't work, like everything was falling apart. <laughs> and we and it was got to the point. It was so shabby that we called the the manager over 
and he we called him Mr. Happy because everything we'd say, look, and the air conditioner isn't working. I mean, we can't even put anything in the fridge. And the guy said, be happy. <laughs> and my mum said, I'm not very happy right now. No, he said, it's beautiful. It's sunny. It's nice. Be happy. It's like, right, <laughs> I won't be happy until we leave this place because it's just right. awful. It was just, you know, but that's that's one thing you don't say to somebody who definitely isn't happy. You don't say, be happy. Yeah, like, look on the bright side. So like this, ho- this holiday, <laughs> this hotel costs far too much money. I'm not happy. I feel very cheesed off. Be happy um, about being ripped off. The lucky apartments in France. Are they still there? I think. Oh. Uh, no, they're not. No. Funny, funny, funnily enough. So. They were burnt down by some very unhappy tourists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with the surname and, Clifford. luckily, Il Pleu. Il right. Yes. Well, I suppose we better move on now. Yeah, anyway, okay. so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, you know, as, as much as I'd like to 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 tell you about my holidays and show you all my pictures of views, it's time for our good review guide. So you still got the word view in it. Uh, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. Um, Nick, over to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> and as promised, this week we're looking at the Robots Series 5. Who are you and what are you doing on my set? Sorry, I'm Tula Chenka. This is my sister, Liv. We're from the company. Can I just say, I am a huge fan of Caldor Knights. From Big Finish Productions. Welcome to Caldor Company HQ. Are you here for the mandatory employee enhancement job? I don't like it. These sort of brain plugs. The Robots. Volume 5. Volo! Volo Crick, is that you? SV44 will take good care of you. The chip is now ready. Please proceed, SV44. Caldor changed, or didn't you notice? What is that? Down! Please do not struggle. I am using minimal restraint. I will not harm you. No, we're all in danger! Kieran, you have to get everyone out! It is no longer safe outside. Security protocols have been activated. Let me out of here! I demand you open these doors! Greetings. I am the executive. Never seen a gold one before. I... No. There's a storyline that I... I can't talk about. Big finish. For the love of stories. Everybody, just run. Run! That's right, just go to bigfinish.com and type robots5 into the search pane at the top to find this one. And yeah, that's just after the figure five. Yeah. Figure five, yeah, yeah, not the, not the word five, no. uh, which I think was a band. Um, but type uh, type that in, you'll get it. That's what Tony Jones did at cultbox.co.uk. Uh, the Robots 5 proves there's plenty more to explore on Kaldor, and we look forward to finding out how it ends in The Robot 6 next January. Ooh. It may be more words and actions and entirely Doctor Free but this just avows the depth of storytelling the setting allows like the way that vows and allows rhyme there Um, probably unintentionally 
Um, you're a poet, <laughs> but you didn't know it. The quality of the cast, director's music, cover art, and the writing. Uh, not afraid to tackle modern themes, the stories avoid preaching and explore from multiple perspectives. Um, it avoids multiple perspectives. That was me giving you a different <laughs> perspective on that. That was very um, good. I'll just give you one over here. Thank you. Oh, that's a great perspective. Um, it avoids being a coda to the first four sets, though we do hope some of the rested themes re-emerge for the finale. Uh, we suggest you give it a listen. That's uh, um, Tony Jones there, the gestalt being who speaks mm. for, for more than one person. Um, <laughs> Blogtohu.com. Ah, he's back. Peter Nolan. Business, business solutions. <laughs> More business solutions from Peter Nolan. The whole storyline is rich in allegory, though it's often hard to tell exactly what it's trying to say. Science fiction has always thrived on conspiracy theories and secret societies manipulating society from the shadows. Now more than ever, stories of high technology companies run more like cults than businesses, plans to put chips in people's heads for direct access to their thoughts and seeking in a fit of pique to take over, basically space Twitter, to stamp out criticism. Hits as being particularly relevant. Goodness me, doesn't it just? It does, uh, yeah. Leaving such close readings of the subtext aside, uh, The Robots works well as a pacey and involving conspiracy thriller. In a way, it's all the more remarkable since at this stage the listener knows full well that the company can't be trusted. But the scripts work layers upon layers as conspiracy, counter-conspiracy, and even counter-counter-conspiracy come into play. Counter-counter-counter-counter-counter-counter-counter-counter-counter. It's really not a question of asking who you can trust when it comes to life on Kaldor. Rather, it's a game of working out the exact reason why you can't trust anybody. By the end of this volume, Liv and Tula are at the centre of a square of conspiracies as the company, a resurgent Sons of Kaldor, a sun gone rogue, and a dangerous new side all try to shape the planet's future. Now, if that's not enough of a recommendation from good old Pete, I'm going to call him Pete from now on, <laughs> just to really irritate Pete to his friends. <laughs> you know, what is? Brilliant. Thank you, Peter. Superb. Well, over on Twitter, or possibly by the time this podcast airs, it might be called X, as Elon Musk has decided yeah. to rebrand or it. Or, or why? Well, why indeed, Nick? Um, the Ginger Doctor Who says, Today's audio was The Robots 5. Three amazing stories from uh, Aaron Douglas, Phil Mulrine and um, Tim Foley. Um, Nicola Walker and Claire Rushbrook return as the Chenka sisters in these beautifully rounded tales of the Kaldor robots. Nice. And at Nottenst. What does not, that... Not Ten Street? Not not Ten Street. Okay. Maybe not, it could yeah. be not Nottingham N Entertainment ST Street. Maybe it's some um, Entertainment Street in Nottingham. There we go. So all, all the people <laughs> that live there have gathered together to, to post one word at a time. I've spent a lot of time in Nottingham and I don't remember an Entertainment Street. I mean, I did work in the theatre or Nottingham there. So. Well, I, f I feel, yeah. Maybe, maybe probably, that was Entertainment Street. But perhaps when they left, they thought, oh. We'll, we'll name this place Entertainment Street after Nicholas Briggs. Yeah, yeah. That's obviously what has that's, happened. That's it, yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Uh, <laughs> finished, well, this person anyway on, on X Twitter says, finished listening to The Robots 5 from At Big Finish by Verbatim Fo Foley and Phil Mulrine and Aaron Douglas. First half of a new six-part arc of Liv and Tula Chenka 
on Caldor. We need to wait another six months for the conclusion. Intriguing with great performances. Well, I couldn't have said it better myself, but couldn't we'll you? see what Tom Housen 1218 says, because mm. we might be able to top that one. The Robots Volume 5 from Big Finish by Aaron Douglas, Phil Mulryan and Tim Foley continues this series of incredible momentum. Uh, some of Big Finish's strongest scripts... Uh, Walker and Rushbrook are as ever the indomitable duo uh, cannot wait to see how this top tier series ends yeah Nicola Walker and Claire Rushbrook are incredible actors and we're so lucky to have them working with us really 100% yeah Um, if we're lucky there may be some more reviews next week Um, uh, we've run out of reviews (laughs) Alfie Shaw Alfie Shaw is on the case uh, you know sifting through the internet and and finding more um that's all I can say, really. I, I, you know, I think I'm over-explaining. No, I, I, I liked it. I liked the over-explaining. Uh, time now, of course, to go behind the scenes with the Ninth Doctor Adventures Travel in Hope and a story entitled Below There by Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. I'm Helen Goldwyn and I'm the director of Below There. From scene 27 leading into 28. Thank you. I just got lost in scene 29 then. Oh. Lost in space. Scene, uh, page 49. Got it. Okay, thank you. And cue. He's down there. Down there? On the lower deck. Show me. Now. This is sort of like a chamber piece. It's got all sorts of kind of references in it to different horror stories I think and it's a a little tiny cast and it's got a real intimacy to it and it's all set out in the depths of space and it's about isolation and ultimately connection. I'm Christopher Eccleston and I'm playing the ninth doctor. Why is he covering his face like that? That's what they all do. What are you talking about? The figures outside the node. The ghosts. They're not ghosts. All of them standing like that, hiding their eyes like they can't... They can't bear... What happened to him? Thank you. Yeah, really nice. Properly terrifying, this one. And also loss. There is loss and pain and lessons learned. But incredibly atmospheric and brilliant. Hi, I'm Stuart Pringle and I'm one of the two writers on Below There. And I'm Laura Mooney and I'm the other writer on Below There. So the main inspiration for this story, I suppose, was one of our favourite ghost stories, which is The Signalman by Charles Dickens, which is a kind of beautiful, very haunting short story about a man who uh, visits a lone signal box and and finds the signal signalman there who is having premonitions of disaster on the railway line he's looking after. So in I think the, the initial idea was, let's see if we can do The Signalman, but in space, and instead of the, 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 the traveller, we could have the doctor... And then the other inspiration, I suppose, was another of the best, I think, ever ghost stories or or horror stories, which is The Jaunt by Stephen King, uh, which is all about, I suppose, the perils of teleportation. So uh, this story, in a way, felt like a midpoint between those two absolute classic horror stories. So there are only three guest roles to cast on this one, and the... The first one was the role of Vix, and for that we were very lucky to get the lovely Kelly Adams, who not only is vastly experienced as a TV actor, but she has this distinctive Midlands 
voice. So the quality of her voice is distinctive and her accent is distinctive. And we were just talking amongst ourselves today and saying we, we don't have enough Midlands accents in there. It's a very subtle accent. In the role of uh, the computer and Jacob, we've got the fantastic Homer Todiwala, who is incredibly versatile and incredibly fun to have in the studio as well. Uh, and he was hopping from one character to the other with great ease and dexterity. And finally, we had Danny, and he is a new voice to us. He hasn't done a big finish before, but uh, again, it's a distinctive voice. I think you would know that it was Danny every time you heard him. And uh, he just gave us a nice vulnerability to the role of Tom. So, uh, yeah, it was really good fun casting this one. It's quite a contained story, which I think is something that we... We both come from um, a kind of theatre background in terms of the other work that we've done up to now. It's the bulk of the work we've done has been in theatre and writing for theatre. And it's so beaten into you that you have to have as few characters as possible that we always end up with just like two characters in a room talking. And usually, uh, since we've been writing for Big Finish, we've been reminded again and again, actually, they could go anywhere and they could leave. And they could go to different places and other people can be in it, um, which has been a very steep learning curve for us. But actually for this, it was there was something very fun about leaning into the instinct we have, I think, to, to, to keep that intimate because it, it, it allows us to, to really create a sense of being completely trapped, I think. Yeah, and I think it's that idea of space is so vast and so many of the people working in a kind of future space transport empire would end mm. up very very spread out and far apart and i think we wanted to think a little bit about like that that the kind of classic stories of ghosts on spaceships like event horizon and even things like alien and so much of that is about kind of that's almost space trucker idea of sort of municipal space travel and what the realities of that might be and like we also kind of wanted to think of like what is the most rubbish job you could have in space was and it felt like this was maybe it just go to bigfinish.com and type travel in hope into the search pane at the top to find this one and that is released this thursday the third of august meanwhile it's the random point selectatron where we randomly select a big finish release and offer you a 25 percent discount on it there we okay, go well ran has spoken i feel like this one's popped up before actually gallifrey intervention earth mm, i don't know well but why not you know not? another chance it. to grab it the Gallifrey. If you've not checked out the uh, the Gallifrey series, then do so. Um, huge uh, star-studded cast here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sophie Aldred returns as Ace. Uh, Sean Carlson as the famous Narvin. Oh, um, the amazing Sean Carlson. Such a lovely man. Absolutely owns the role of Stephen uh, Thorne as Omega. Omega. Wow. Amazing. But Juliet Landau as Romana. Looking back on that time, you might think Gallifrey was a world under siege. Though as far as anyone knew for certain, it was not. Our world had enjoyed many years of uninterrupted peace and harmony. And yet, within the Citadel's corridors, there were rumors, whisperings that some nameless threat was about to return. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Gallifrey. Intervention Earth. And so, it comes to pass. The fabric of the universe itself is now in jeopardy. And we have to somehow find a means of mending it. 
And by we, you mean Time Lords, yeah? Actually, what I really mean is us. What? I've been assigned to accompany you, Oh, oh no. No, 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 I don't do companions. Did no one tell you that? I have waited so very long now. Waiting in a universe of antimatter. For a gateway back to my world to be opened. It's a black hole. A black hole growing larger by the moment. That anomaly is growing stronger every second. It's not just threatening Gallifrey. The entire universe could be at risk. The whole of reality. If we don't take action soon, the Soon, Narvan. You said so yourself. If we don't take action soon. But soon's not now, is it? And they've got Giles Brandreth in it. Giles Brandreth. And his many, 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 many anecdotes. I think I've said before that, uh, you know, when I interviewed him when he was in a story a long time back for Big Finish, it was incredible. I asked him one question. He leant into the microphone and talked for, I don't know, half an hour nonstop. No, and at the end of it, I said, thank you very much, Charles. That, <laughs> that covers everything, really. <laughs> oh, you're a, very welcome. <laughs> a well-rehearsed uh, anecdote. It's like John Pertwee with his show that allegedly hypnotised himself to just recite. Really and uh, and it was the same every time. Well, uh, Giles told me a story about how his connection with all the doctors and how he'd met some of them, and yeah, including, you know, William Hartnell and uh, wow. Patrick Troughton, or Patrick Trotton, as an AI would say. Patrick um, Trotton. So, listen, while I email Jackie Emery, the content manager at Big Finish, and no relation whatsoever to the famous Dick Emery, who most of our listeners will be going, what? <laughs> about. Uh, I'm going to inform her of our random selection so that she can set the offer live on the Big Finish website. Uh, I don't know whether you're aware that that's what she does, because uh, I've never mentioned it before. <laughs> Benji, well, how, there now. how do we get the 25%? Just Where am I? Tell I'll, tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. You just go to bigfinish.com. When you're on bigfinish.com, all you need to do is go on the old podcast page. When you're on the podcast page, simple, right? Simple. There's a bit that says uh, read more. Uh, be on the latest podcast from Big Finish. Click read more. Once you're in there, go under the picture of our two mugs. Uh, and right there, it'll say, uh, Randomoid Selects Tron also features offering you 25% reduction on selected release. Just click here and enter the code Buck Up. That's B-U-C-K-U-P. Buck Up. No capital letters, no spaces, no drawings of strange animals. Just buck up, slap that one in there, and you'll get 25% off. Now, I can't say fairer than that, do you know what I mean? I could, I could but I'm, I'm not going to, you know. So get 25% off, great way to build out your collection. Amazing. I just I finished. thought so. I thought so. It's fine. fine. It's quite a complicated email explaining to Jackie that we're recording this a bit early. Actually, we normally record on a Friday. We're actually recording on the Monday, folks. I know that's a fascinating, fascinating piece of insider information. But you know. Well, I mean, you know, is it, I, I thought so. If, well, while you're doing that, I mean, it says here, latest news, a game of chess for Davros and the Doctor. Uh, what do you, reckon, do you reckon the Davros is going to choose the white side or the black side? Well, that's reckon? interesting, isn't it? Because it's either, you know, the his Daleks were, were the... Were they the... Imperial Daleks, the white ones. Yeah, Imperial Daleks, the sort of green coloured yeah. ones, weren't they? Ivory, Fascinating. I think it's a good, good colour, isn't it? I think it's the the, the correct term. Is it ivory? 
Well, yes. nicely done, Ran, by the way. Uh, next week's podcast is all about the latest instalment of Once and Future. That's our 60th anniversary release uh, for the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, in case you'd forgotten. Oh, oh. See, it's 2023, yeah? 1963. Mm-hmm. Do the maths. Uh, anyway, the, the episode is entitled Two's Company, and we'll be talking about it a week ahead of schedule for all sorts of exciting reasons. Really exciting, which I can't tell you. Well, in the meantime, though, it only remains for me to say that this edition of the Big Finish podcast was presented by me, Benji Clifford, and him, Nick Briggs. Nick also wrote, produced, and edited it. And of course, Benji and I did this for the the love love of of stories. And finally, on the Big Finish podcast, the Ninth Doctor Adventures Travel in Hope. Below there by Lauren Mooney and Stuart Pringle. Across the network. Code! Catastrophic overload in less than a minute! Memory spill across all data swarms! Code Black! It's coming down! It's all! It's going down! Operative Leeson, I trust you slept well. Oh, don't test me. Oh. Oh. Status update? Gravitational turbulence at 10% and falling. Better get the coffee on then. Oh. Node Upsilon Tau to leap control. Operative Leeson requesting reconnection of the leap beam. And that coffee, Black, none of that rehydrated, quasi-dairy, insert, whatever it is you call it. Engaging biometric security scan. Yep. Scan complete. Actually, scratch that. Two sugars. Beam array in position. Take us back online. Leap node online. Beam strength optimal. And the coffee? Beverage synthesis non-functional. You're full of surprises, aren't you? Ah, yeah, yeah. Open view screen shutters. Rise and shine. Please prepare your morning report for leak control. <clears throat> Vix Leeson to leap control. Dateline 13043125, and it's um it's 9am, Earth Standard Time. Pocket of gravitational turbulence took us offline for approximately 35 minutes. Beam re-engaged once it reached safe levels. Traffic, low. Less than 10% of beam capacity. Uh, What else? Um, The coffee machine is still broken. The chair has a new squeak. It's dark out there. Oh, it's really, really, really dark. it. Report terminated. See you at lunch. Incoming transmission. Incoming transmission. Hello? (coughs) Who's there? Computer? 
Hello, can you read? Computer, identify. Standard time, dateline 1404 3125. 
Nothing to report. Oh wait, did you hear that? Oh. Oh, no, it doesn't do it every time, but it definitely... It... It definitely... You. I need a coffee. I'm overriding you, so just, just 93, 94, 95, 96, 97, 98. One minute to catastrophic overload! Less than a minute! Code black! Code black! It's, it's going down! It's going down. Oh, fuck. Help us. Please. Please! Somebody! Help us! Oh, God. when I'm asleep. You are awake. Don't be pedantic. I'm in bed. I'm... You are awake. I... I know, but it's... What time is it? 4.17am, Earth Standard Time. Right, and I don't want you spying on me in the middle of the night, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> oh, come on, not you two. We can't both crack up. As to Upsilon Town. And I think that's it for updates. Uh, except. Except. Possible the computer was being a bit weird earlier this morning. During the night, really, but. It, it could be a glitch in the comms system, but. It's probably nothing. I think almost certainly nothing. So. That's it. Report terminated. 
Ah, yes! Computer, did you hear that? Incoming transmission. Look, come on. Incoming transmission. I don't... Incoming transmission. Yes, okay. Hello? Doctor? Vicks. <sighs> Thank God, it's you. Expecting somebody else? No, 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 it's just... Look, I don't understand how you're doing this. Doing what? Getting messages through this far out. We're pretty much transmission only. Except for you. Sounds lonely. How are you doing it? Doing what? Reaching me, reaching this line. Ah, well, I'm very clever like that. So is it then? Sorry? Is it lonely, Fix, just Fix? It's... quiet, there's lots of time to think. Right, yeah, but that's not what I asked. Listen, I don't know you. Well, not yet, but you could, though. If you fancied a visitor, if you were ever bored, or you needed a friend, or, you know, I could pop in. Oh, yeah, just pop in for a cuppa. <laughs> Anytime. I might just do that. This is the outer reaches of Sector 17. You know what they call this? They call it the oubliette. It's the forgetting place. Because there is nothing out here. There's nothing. And nobody just pops in. Well, I could. How? Like I said, I'm very clever. I... No, no, no. Listen, whoever you are, I'm busy, okay? I'm working. Vicks. I have to go. Leeson conducting the late walk around on Leap Node Upsilon Tau. Bridge seems to be a little cold, but that's maybe just me. The readings are. Go away. Just go. Computer. C computer, can you? It's not possible. It's not possible. Be anything, anything alive. Code black, code black. It's coming down. It's all coming down. Computer, open viewing portal. There you go, Lil. There's your birthday song. So I hope you're not letting the twins watch this because I'll never hear the end of it. And obviously, I also hope that you're being spoiled rotten and I'm sorry that I <clears throat> can't be there. So I know you don't like me being out here, but anyway, I hope you understand. I hope you do. I don't think I've ever been further away from you. Physically, I mean, not... I mean, I can feel the distance. I can actually... Message deleted. Yeah. Okay, I'll try again later. Is that for me? Incoming transmission. Hello? Vix? Doctor. I spy. What? Come on, I spy. You must have played I spy. Look. You're bored, I'm bored, sort of. Let's play a game. I spy? Well, it's that or never have I ever, and I just don't know you that well yet. I spy with my little eyes something beginning with S. Is it space? Because that's rubbish. It is space, yeah. 
terrible. My turn. I spy. Look, Doctor, I appreciate the call, but I'm... Working, I know. What is it you're working on, anyway? You never said. Big finish for the love of stories.